what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dark Windows Podcast Patreon. <sighs> hey. That's going to be a fun I, I one this just, week. I just had a good stretch. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's also just had 45 minutes of fighting trying to put a chair together. True. Because it's like, nah, fuck you, I'm staying unassembled. Uh, no disassembled. <laughs> this chair is becoming ungovernable. Sometimes reasonable chairs have to do unreasonable things. It's true. Very much And true. it builds a chair dozer. Uh-huh. And then uh, it shoots itself inside of it. Uh-huh. Yep. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah. Marv Heemeyer style. Mm. Uh, we got to talk about him at some point, too. Because, uh, yeah, kind of a kind of a weird dude. Kind of a dick. But also, you know, I kind of get it at the same time. But, uh, yeah. you know. Things happen. Still kind of a dick. <laughs> By all accounts. According to everybody in town. He's kind of an asshole, but whatever. I get it. So, uh, I mean, this week is just strange. Um, but tis it. Yeah. So, we're going to kick off with uh, you know, a bunch of Australians returning home from World War One, trying to get back to life as normal. As normal as you can after you've been in uh, you know, trench warfare, uh, watching your friends die, stuff like that. The most horrific warfare you probably have seen. Yeah, the Australians had some pretty nasty shit because they fought in the Middle East, which was uh, a rough spot. Very forgotten spot during World War One. also was uh, was where they were fighting at. Mm. But uh, so most of these guys that were conscripted to go to war were farmers. Um, so a lot of them were just they wanted to get back to tending their livestock and just trying to live life mm-hmm. to whatever they can do. So the Australian government comes up with a program called the Soldier Settlement Act, which provided over 5,000 former soldiers with land to cultivate and raise livestock. Um, And another thing they were raising quite often was wheat, because wheat was a huge export for Australia at the time. Most of the land that was uh, allocated to these dudes was in the area of Perth, which is out in the western half of Australia. Um, Because if you're not familiar with Australia, you've got like... Sydney and New South Wales on the east side, Perth, and I think Adelaide are on the western half, and in the middle is just Mad Max bullshit. No man's land. There's, there's nobody that lives there. Um, everything that does live there wants to kill you because it lives there and it hates you. Well, uh, yeah. So you have, like, civilization on the ends and just fucking desert nightmare in the center. Um, so these guys were were getting pretty pissed off because this area was just dog shit to farm. Uh, It's not easy to grow anything there, including wheat, which is usually pretty hardy. You can grow wheat just about anywhere. Mm. In 1929, to make matters even worse, the Great Depression hits, which wrecked the economy, not just in the U.S., but it also kind of kicked a hole in the floor of the the wheat market in Australia. Um, So all the shit that these guys are growing is now worthless. And shit just kind of keeps going bad for these poor guys, because if there's one thing more dangerous in Australia than the economy, it's the wildlife. Yeah, true. The emus are planning an uprising. Oh, shit. Uh, I never thought I would actually say that. Now, these sons of bitches, I don't know if you've seen emus before. Yeah. They can get five to six feet tall. They can weigh anywhere up to about 130, 140 pounds. They're pretty big birds. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of, I guess from what I hear, they're just assholes. They're fucking assholes. They're huge assholes. They have these big, meaty, like, feet that look like giant chicken feet, but they have claws on them. Um, they they're could, raptors with fucking goddamn feathers. 
not as bad as their cousins. Um, but an emu could kick a hole in your chest and not give a shit. Um, so you're trying to say not as bad as ostriches? No, no, ostriches ain't got shit on the cassowary. The cassowary is like the most gangster fucking bird that has ever existed. Uh, it's got so they've got like again the giant chicken feet, but they have like six inch claws on the ends of each toe. They got that big spine that runs down the middle of their head. Cassowaries are fucking rotten birds. Hmm, I don't. I guess... they, they go out of their way to attack people in the wild. They're fucking up. terrible. I'll have to look this up. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, dude, so. they're they're like, uh, they're black with like, their neck and head is blue, and they got this weird like V-shaped crest that runs down the top of their head, and these giant giant ass feet. Like cassowaries will fuck you up all day long. They don't uh-huh. care. You find one yet? Uh, I'm trying to find. <laughs> It's uh, C-A-S-S-O-W-A-R-Y is how you're going to spell it. Uh, Yeah, dude. I'm sorry, I just found an image of one. What is it? Uh, looking at you, it looks like it's it's like it's got its mouth open, like like almost like it's surprised. No, kind of uh, almost like <laughs> like yelling, "Yo, motherfucker!" from across the parking lot. And yeah. You just want to turn and run to your car, but you're you can't because it's gonna catch you and it's gonna take your wallet. Yeah, dude, look at their feet. <laughs> Those things are god awful. Which is why, yes, Australia is a beautiful country. I'd, I'd go visit there. You stay in the cities, though. Because shit like this lives in the wild, and then there's snakes, and... I don't know. I want to go wrestle a wombat. I think that'd be fun. A wombat? Yeah, dude. Uh. Like, play wrestle with a wombat. That'd be fun. Hmm. You know they shit cubes? Yeah. Okay. Yep, wombat Wombat poop is, is square. So you find cassowaries... In New Guinea, Aru Islands, in northeastern Australia. Yeah, yeah, and cassowaries will fucking kill you. Hmm. Like, just for just for being there, you know. Hmm. It's like you're wearing the wrong colors in their neighborhood, and they're like, "Oh, bitch, you're dead." And uh, truth is, you are, because they'll rip you from you know chin to butthole and just roll around in what's inside. Yeah. Um, anyway. Emus aren't that bad, but they're still pretty bad. Uh, up until 1922, the emu was actually a protected species in Australia. Um, but by 1932, so 10 years later after they were put on this endangered species list, without you know, with farmers not being able to cull the herds, the numbers of the population exploded. And by 1932, because um, I have to put it in military terms for what's about to happen... A division and a half, which is 20,000 plus emus, have invaded the newly cultivated farmland north of Perth where all of these farmers are at. And they start just wrecking the crops. Because it's free food and they're assholes. Yeah. The farmers, who are all, for the most part, trained riflemen at this point in time, because a lot of these guys were in the military. Yep. They start defending their land and their crops. 
After complaining to the authorities, the government... Castle... <laughs> Emu meat for days, boys! Dude, emu is actually really good. <laughs> Emu's on the menu. And when you, when you cook it, it actually, like, expands, which is weird, because you could cook a small little bit of it, but when you put it in a pan, it expands out. Huh. And it's super filling. I don't know if I've ever... I've ever actually had emu... You can buy the eggs; they're about fifteen dollars a piece, and you can make a whole ass omelet with one of them. Yeah, they're fucking huge. They're huge. It's like the size of a. Uh, it's kind of like if you took two softballs and squashed them together and then yeah. stretched it out. They're huge. Yeah, the cloacas on those things must be just massive. Because birds have those. I don't know. It's uh, it's where you poop, pee, and lay eggs through, all one shot. I only know that because I'm a chicken farmer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know, but I mean, I know I've seen the eggs and. Also, did you know raccoons have a bone in their dick? Yes. One of the only mammals with that. Yep. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh. So they they start complaining to the authorities, and the government actually put a bounty on a bounty out on the emus. Um. And even after thousands of them are killed. And the farmers eventually run out of ammunition. The unrelenting march of the emu continues. The Australian government dispatched Major GPW Meredith. Bayonets at the ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're trying to bayonet a bird that runs 36 miles an hour. Eh. When they go by you, you fucking stab them. Or it'll just run your ass over. Okay, fine. That, that could be like getting hit with a 130 pound, like, fuzzy ass bowling ball. <laughs> What was and then that? it stops and just fucking stomps your head into applesauce on the ground. It's like, or whatever the fuck noise they make. And it just True. takes off. Yeah. And they shit everywhere, because if they're anything like chickens, they shit everywhere. Probably. So, uh... Because they eat and shit. Yeah. Eat and shit. That's all they do. So this fella, uh, Major GPW Meredith, um, who is the commander of the 7th Heavy Battery of the Royal Aust- Australian Artillery, is dispatched. Um... This dude saw direct combat during World War One, and he would actually say after this, this was the most difficult task he's ever undertaken in what's considered quote-unquote combat, was fighting these emus. Okay. <laughs> uh, so November 2nd, 1932, the area of Campion um, is where they're sent to to fight back a group of about 50 birds that are starting to almost come into town. Uh, the men get into formation, and the emu attack like flightless bikers. They have absolutely no formation. They just chaos is what how they thrive. Um, it's like fighting, you know, civilized bastards. Mong- like it'd be like fighting uh, feathered Mongolians without horses or bows. Yeah, just running around kicking people. Yeah. After the first day of the emu war concluded, the Australian army claimed that they had inflicted fifty casualties but lost none of their own men. Um, it's kind of shocking, you know, with the okay. the accurate return fire of the emu. Sons of bitches. <laughs> um, once, well, once they start return fire, you better watch out. Two days later was a completely different story. Oh. Machine gunners who are set up in hidden blinds wait, uh, waited as over a thousand emu approach. They opened fire and killed 10 to 15 of them before the 7.7 millimeter Vickers guns jammed and the birds scattered. Fuck. Both of their guns jammed. Almost simultaneously from across like a, the field, so from what I gather, they were set up at a choke point on the top of this hill, one on each side of this path, just aiming down, uh-huh. with, you know, with their Vickers guns, and they both jammed almost at the exact same time, and the birds just fucking scattered. 
course, they can't fly because their wings are eight inches long and they're True. flightless. Um, so, <laughs> uh, one of the somebody in the media quoted one of uh, one of the recruits, and that guy had this to say: "Quote: The emus have have proved they are not so stupid as they usually as they are usually considered to be. Each mob has its uh, has its leader." Also, an enormous black-plumed bird standing fully six feet high, who keeps watch while his fellows uh, while his fellows busy themselves with the wheat. They got fucking lookouts. It's like the wire. You send like the little kid out on the corner, and he's like starts whistling and shit when they see the cops, so everybody can scatter. Uh-huh. Uh huh. At the first suspicious sign, he gives the signal, and dozens of heads stretch up out of the crop. A few birds will take fright, starting a headlong stampede for the scrub. The leader will remain until his followers have reached safety. <laughs> First one in, last one out. Uh-huh. So they're led by Marines. <laughs> <laughs> Except I doubt these guys eat as many crayons as the Marine Corps. You um, mean first one's in, first one's out? No. Uh, whatever. That's their, their slogan is first one in, last one out. Yeah, whatever. But um, coming from Army families, we know the truth. Uh-huh. <laughs> so these pricks are becoming a huge nuisance. Uh, so the guys take up a new tactic. Well, the emu who can, the, the emu, like we said, they can run about 30 to 36 miles an hour, which ain't slow. That's the speed limit unless you're in a school zone around here. Um, so the army brought in a bunch of trucks with like flatbed trucks. So we're going to shoot the birds from the trucks so we can keep pace with them. Uh-huh. Uh, so they shoot and shoot and shoot and the fucking birds just keep going and because of the speed and the bouncing of the truck, they're not hitting anything. Um, one of the emu that they shot went full kamikaze. Um, after it was shot to death, it fell in front of one of the trucks and got twisted up in the axle and steering gears and forced the truck off the road. And they took out like a quarter mile of this guy's fence. <laughs> so even in death, they're an, a, a pain in the balls. November 8th, a report was made that Meredith's party blew through about 2,500 rounds of ammunition. That day. Um, Discipline, boys. Discipline. This was a, yeah, yeah. Don't shoot until you see the, I was going to say whites their eyes, but I don't know what color their eyes are. I don't know. And I mean, they're a big fucking bird. How do you miss? How do you miss? You get a bolt action rifle with iron sights. You're like less than 100 yards away. You should be able to hit these things. Well, I can do it. Of course, I'm not also, you know, under, you know, return fire from emus just screeching. Exactly. Shit and eggs at you. And running 30 miles an hour plus. Right. Um, so they blew through, like I said, they blew through a quarter of the total ammunition allocated for his unit that day. Yep. Which resulted in 200 dead emu. <laughs> so here we had another fun quote from one of the local newspapers. Quote, when one New South Wales state labor politician uh, inquired whether a medal was to be struck for those taking part in the war, his federal counterpart in Western Australia responded uh, that they should uh, they should rightly go to the emus who have won every round so far. Uh huh. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna give up medals to this emu insurgency, um, right? Because I mean, technically, yeah, they would be the insurgents because they were there first, and then yeah. the Australians invaded. Yeah. Um, the U.S. apparently didn't give the emu any weapons in the 80s. Well, no. Not yet. No. They were, they were looking into it. Give them just big mortar tubes. They like, just shit eggs into them and fire them off. 
take cover. Just getting. What are y'all asses, boys? <laughs> uh, Meredith launches a second campaign on November 13th. This time they killed 40 emu. Uh, a couple days later, they killed less than 10. And about a month later, the numbers changed completely. So I don't know if somebody's got a greasy pencil or if this is realistic. Um, but he started reporting about 100 dead a week, which is not good. You could give me a bolt-action rifle and 500 rounds of ammunition and point me to a field full of emu, and I could give you at least 400 dead. I, I'd stake my paycheck on it. Or maybe they are getting smarter. They're adapting. Yes. <laughs> um, so they started doing the math, and it showed it was taking about 10 rounds per emu to kill them which is fucking abysmal for the army. After that came out, he was recalled from duty and the war was declared over. So they, they had some kind they came to some kind of an agreement. There was an armistice signed. Yes. I would have loved to have seen the translator. (laughs) You got to get Charlie Kelly in there from, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia because he's a, he's a master in bird law. An armadillo actually was the was the <laughs> translator. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have armadillos in Australia. I don't know. They brought one in. Why? I don't know. He's an American. Why would they bring him in? Oh, it's like listen, boys. You guys can keep fighting. Y'all got any oil or like heroin plants that we can? <sighs> We're gonna make up an enemy to come in here and steal all of your shit. Yeah. So just a heads up. Yeah. Um. So, but well, actually, really, what happened was say that they actually attacked us, and then we yes. had to go in there. We sank one of our own ships to make it look like the emus did it. Yes. So the government decides after that, our military sucks at killing birds. The farmers were actually doing pretty good, mm. so they provide ammo to the locals and the farmers to take care of the problem themselves. Over the first six months of ni- of nineteen thirty four, fifty seven thousand three hundred and seventy three emu were eliminated by civilian freedom fighters or emu fighters, whatever. Um, so over the, over the course of six months, these, these farmers killed a substantial number more than the military did who had goddamn machine guns. That's, that's embarrassing. Well, listen, you're not trained to kill emus. You're trained to kill people, yeah, but still you aim for the biggest part of it and you shoot it there. Well, listen, that's, you know, that, that's, it's little... like a fucking rugby ball. With a neck and legs, you shoot the ball. Listen, you're not, like I said, you're trained to see one thing. I mean, they didn't have fucking body armor. And it's not like you had to shoot them in the head while they're running 400 miles an hour. You just shoot it in the chest and it'll die. It's a bird. Maybe. I mean, I'm pretty sure you could kill a chicken with a BB gun. I've never tried it, but. um, I don't know. I know you can kill other large predatory birds with a 22. Not from experience or anything, but you know, had it coming. <laughs> now the ga- now the gangly birds that had taken place of pride had ugh, now the gangly birds that takes its uh, place of pride on the Australian coat of arms alongside the kangaroo. So uh-huh. <laughs> we respect our enemy. So we've you know taken it in. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. And it was uh, its status as a protected animal was reinstated. The emu population in Australia now is estimated to be anywhere between 600 and 700,000. 
which doesn't seem like it needs to be a protected species to me. Uh, they're classified as of least concern. So they're protected, but they're not endangered. Uh-huh. Um, but it's kind of like coyotes. Like, well, who gives a shit? They're just ruining stuff. You know, it's, uh, call the herd a little bit. You don't need that many, I don't think. Uh, conservationists are working to save several wild populations at risk of local extinction due to uh, encroaching human activity, including the Western Sydney population and the Clarence Valley, Clarence Valley population in Grafton, New South Wales. I don't think they're doing enough, uh, you know, to call them. I, I'd be setting like bear traps and shit, I and mean, like, listen, fuck your big stupid feet. Seven hundred thousand seems like a, quite a bit, and they're big ass animals. It's not like it's a a, a fucking you know. A squirrel species or something. No. It's a it's a hundred and fifty pound bird. Yeah. That'll just ruin your day. Yeah, that we have around here as pets. Yeah. Um, I do know if you spray them with a super soaker, they will actually attack the wet ones, which is weird. because um, a kid I was friends with in elementary school is related to the people that have the emus in Rutland. And uh, he's like, hey, you want to see something fun? And we're like, yeah, sure. And he went out there with like a giant super sucker and he just started fucking hosing one down. The rest of them beat the shit out of it. I'm like, that's kind of weird. But uh, he might be a serial killer now. I'm not sure. Because he laughed a lot. Hmm. So. It's kind of strange. Kid, you know. Kids do stupid things. Oh, yeah. Th- yeah, they do. For sure. But like, uh, you know. And we laugh at this this stupid stage. Oh, I laughed at it all like real hard when I was a kid. Of course. Which might speak more to why I am the way I am now. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh so anyway, that yeah. was the Australian War of the Emus. Um Watch out for those fuckers. Yeah. That was uh, that was weird, but <laughs> when I first saw it I was like, that's not fucking real. That's fake. Nope. Nope, that happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> So very much. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, that's it. We'll be back next week with another free episode on the main storyline. But since you guys are cool and you pay for this, you also get a free one on the side quest version of the show, ah. which is what this is. So, um, yeah. And again, uh, we do have another request that is being worked on because we had somebody request, uh, another truth or scare episode. So I got to work that up. See how we, what we can do there, but until next week, is that going to be is that going to be the main episode or is that no? That's that's be, a Patreon episode. That was a patron request, so oh, they get those. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So okay. anybody on Patreon that wants to request something, shoot us an email. Shoot <sighs> us either one of us a message, and uh, we'll get it done because uh, we like you guys. Yeah, <laughs> and you're nice enough to to pay us to listen to us babble about stupid shit. So exactly, you know. We'll, uh, we'll do everything extra that we can for you guys. Most everything. Yeah, most. Most. I and mean, Kevin's not going to like come touch your butts or anything. I will. But Yeah, I won't do that. It's because I like you guys more than he does. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> until next week. Bye-bye. Don't go fuck yourselves. <laughs>